Hey everybody, it's the Title IX podcast to start over. <laughs> what were you doing? I don't know. <laughs> so that's how he knows. You have to make a loud noise so he knows where to st- where to start. It's the first time we've ever had to start over. Okay, right. do you want? <laughs> This is not going to go well. It's going to be great. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley here with Elisa Woods. This is our third start. (laughs) We've never had to restart (laughs) a single episode. I think this is episode 32, and this is the first one we've had to restart. So buckle up, baby. (laughs) Hi, Elisa. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Jared's here, too. He waved. He actually gave us the peace sign. He is completely disengaged. Oh, yeah. Which is going to come in handy (laughs) later on. He just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) So tonight's going to be an extra fun episode. We always have fun, but I think Elisa and I were extra excited for tonight. We are, of course, going to do our duty and preview K-State a little bit. You said duty. I did. And I didn't even say duty. I said we're going to do our duty. Duty. And um, as I'm sure you saw on Twitter, this is going to be a mailbag episode, and we got a lot of awesome questions over the weekend, so we're pumped for that. But this will probably forever be known as our chocolate episode. Mm. <laughs> Tell us what you're eating. This is like an ASMR. <laughs> Wait, no, people don't like it when you they can hear you eating. I just took a bite of orange peel covered in chocolate from van bean chocolates amazing which i'll tell you all about them in just a second but you're gonna hear us chewing all up so. yeah they sent us so much chocolate and i brought two tums <laughs> did you really <laughs> they're right here you're not kidding <laughs> no nope. uh i'll take a picture of the chocolate and the tums later we are of course as always sponsored by the ivy college of business at iowa state Let's hear it, Elisa. Hoodoo. That was a chocolate-infused hoodie hoodoo this time. It was. An orange and chocolate-infused. I think the semester ends, what, this week? Next yeah. week? Yeah. Um, they're not going back after Thanksgiving. That's right. So enjoy the Ivy College of Business and your physical presence while you can. Mm-hmm. We love you guys as always. See you next year. <laughs> Literally next year. Yeah. It's pretty wild. The year's really flown by, guys. Thank God. <laughs> uh, this entire Cyclone Fanatic podcast network is now fueled by Cody Road Bourbon. Find this Iowa-made whiskey today at your local liquor, liquor store. Liquor store. Liquor store. <laughs> if they don't have it, demand it. <laughs> and I have to say, I met Ryan last week. Did you? Yes, in the flesh. He is as amazing in person as he is on Twitter. I was super pumped to meet him, so... Epic. Um, yes. And if you haven't yet, which I'm, you know, I'm sure you've all seen it on Twitter, be on the lookout for the Cyclone Fanatic staff uh, pick bourbon. There's only 600 bottles out there. So get one while you can. Get me one. Get yourself one. <laughs> if I find one, I already have a couple. If I find one, it's mine. Rude. <laughs> hey, man. When it comes to bourbon, it's all for every, one for all. Every man for themselves. <laughs> exactly I even right. brought you rum balls. Well, I bought you, brought you the uh, uh, Mississippi River. What's it called? The eggnog. Irish? I thought it was the Irish cream. It is the eggnog Irish oh, cream. Okay. Yeah, but that's a special one. I don't even think we're going to be able to get that here in Central Iowa. So you're one of the few. Thanks, Ryan. We love you. We love you. We really do. Um, we have another shout out, and it, I'm excited for the shout out. It's our super patron, and it's Julie. Julie H from Twitter. Julie. Julie 
She grew up watching legends like Troy Davis, Seneca Wallace, Sage Rosenfels. Have you guys heard of them? <laughs> While she sat on the hillside <laughs> at Jack Trace. And she watched legends like Angie Welly, Stacey Freeze, Marcus Pfizer, and Jamal Tinsley. Also a couple of names you might have heard of in Hilton. She graduated from Iowa State in 2010. And she went on to marry a Hawkeye. questionable life decision julie (laughs) but they somehow make it work yeah he seems all right she told us that they can't imagine her day she can't imagine her days without cyclone fanatic podcast articles and insights so there was no hesitation when it came time to become a patron and i specifically saved this shout out for the timeline podcast because she is such an awesome supporter of us has been from day one so julie i don't know what elise is about to do or was that Jared? That was Jared. <laughs> He's watching TikTok. He's <laughs> memorizing dances over there. Dances for Julie, obviously. But Julie, we love you very much. You're one of our biggest supporters, so thank you. All right, let's get into this chocolate episode, eh? I'm almost done with my chocolate. No, I'm just joking. So we are lucky enough to partner up with Van Veen Chocolates for November and December. December, And I want to tell you a little bit about their business and the people behind it before we um, really dive into what we're going to do tonight and in our next episode. What is in this? Because it can't be a real orange peel. Oh, it is. It's delicious. I've, I watched them make the videos on their Twitter this feed. This is addicting. Well, I'm about to. I'm going to have one, too. What's it, like, it, like, tastes like a high-end fruit by the foot. Oh, hell yeah. Isn't that good? Mm, okay. All right. I have to focus just to get through this, and then I'm just My mouth smells like Christmas. <laughs> like citrusy Christmas. Like potpourri on the stove. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Van Veen Chocolate start, was started by Jill and uh, Chuck Van Veen in the 1990s. They started as a traveling business where they'd rent kitchen space to take a car full of chocolates and goodies to trade shows. But now they have a storefront in Pella that's run by Jill and Chuck's daughter, Marja, and her husband, Matt. And they are, of course, both Iowa State graduates. And that's how this... Oh, you can hootie hoo for that. Oh, uh, well, I've, I want to reserve the hootie hoo for Ivy College of Business, so I want to think of another, like... Oh, yeah! That's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Thanks, Marjorie and Matt. That's your shout-out. In the shop, they sell everything from chocolate, of course, hence their name, Van Veen Chocolates, to caramels, toffees, waffles, Dutch Crunch, which I found out is peanut brittle folded into milk chocolate, um, haystacks, fruit creams, truffles, and more, all of which we're sampling tonight. And here, like I said, is the fun part. We're going to be eating all of it and telling you about it as we go. And the goal for us is to do such a great job that your mouth is watering and you get on the website, which is vanveenchocolates.com, and buy... Or, better yet, make a quick trip to Pella. Um, And then on our next episode, we're going to have Matt, the store owner, come and talk to us. They have a really fun story about how they are the way that they are. And as I mentioned, they're both Iowa State graduates. Do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That makes them automatically good people. (laughs) And the truth is, during this season, which is going to be hard on everybody because of the this crazy pandemic, we just want to support small cyclone businesses and small businesses in, in the community. So... Check them out again. We'll mention it a couple times throughout the pod. But it's vanveenchocolates.com. And if you want your order by Christmas, you need to place it by December 10th for Christmas delivery. And if you use the promo code CYCLONES, you'll get a 7% discount code. Or if you become a, a super patron like Julie, or I think any level of patron, you get 15% off orders of $28 or more. Why $28? Troy Davis and Brees Hall, baby. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Um, and I mentioned Pella. I have a special place in Pella for my heart because I went to Central College for a year before I transferred to Iowa State. Gained you have a, you have a, a lot special of weight. place. 
impella my, for your heart. Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. I have a special okay. place, in, place your heart in my for heart Pella. for Pella. I'm Everyone sorry, I'm does. already distracted by chocolates. I can't think straight. I love Pella. I do too. And it just smells good there. Pella is the cutest town in the entire world. It's clean. And it's just adorable. It is. And especially during the holidays, I mean, they go all out. And it just, it, I don't know how you could not be in the Christmas spirit. You know what? And that might even, I've been trying to think of things that I can do during the Christmas holiday that like, first of all, don't involve a lot of money. Yeah. Money's a little scarce for some people. Um, and then uh, also like that I don't have to be around other people because so <laughs> they actually have a lot going on right now. They have their, uh, festival of trees, horse and carriage, buggy rides, their, um, However, they pronounce St. Nicholas in Dutch. I always forget. It's like St. Nicholas or something fancy like that. But they have kind of a scavenger hunt for the little figurines around yeah. the town square. Photo of Santa, that kind of stuff. I feel like a lot of that is stuff that you can do just with your own little family pod. Yes, totally agree. And go in the middle of the day and you don't have to be around anybody yeah. else. I'm about to eat a toffee. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. I want to try toffee, too. You guys, this is going to be a problem. I also... Can you tell them my mouth is full? Because yeah, I don't even care. Yeah, I can. I also brought a travel mug full of... <laughs> not full. A heavy pour of Cabernet in here. So um, I'll let you know how it pairs. Okay, the toffee is really good. I really, really like chocolate-covered orange peels. Mm. And I think I like the toffee more. I'm going to be honest. I tried the one that I thought I was going to like the least first to build up to the ones that I thought I was going to like the most. And I really, really liked the ones that I thought I was going to like the least. Which was what? The orange peel? The orange peel. Because I thought it was going to be like bitter, but it's not. Oh no, it's not at all. Okay. Well, I'm on to my second try. What are you trying now? Toffee too? Yeah. You gave me the dark chocolate, right? Yeah. She spilled it down her shirt, down her cleavage. <laughs> I'll save that for later. <laughs> That's where I keep my snacks. <laughs> I have so many jokes I can make right now, but I'm not going to. This is like a, like a, not like a soft toffee, but like a. Stuck in your teeth toffee. But it's pleasant. Oh yeah. It's not. <laughs> to bite into. It's not like crack you're not, your teeth. You're not going to like lose a crown or something. Right. Okay. All right. Are we just going to keep eating while we go? I don't know. What do you guys want? Oh yeah. You, you can't respond. This is a podcast. <laughs> Let's read. Should okay. we read some of the questions people had? Well, I was thinking Everyone we could talk do, more about chocolate. Let's do. Case we don't have a plan, guys. Well, I have a plan. Oh, I, I didn't come with a plan at all. I always come with a plan, no matter what I'm doing, <laughs> and I, I do my best to screw up your plan. <laughs> That's what makes this fun. I know. Okay, I was thinking we could talk about K State. Yep. And then we could just dive into the mailbag and like just go for it from there. Here's my thought about K State. Here's my thought about the whole Big Twelve. Is that like? They're all getting it, and we're not, and we're being super careful. Oh, getting the Rona. I'm getting the Rona. You need to specify what they're getting. Do I? Do I? Is anyone getting anything besides the Rona in 2020? I don't know, but yeah, they're all getting the Rona. Yeah, and we're like, we're not getting it, and I'm just, I'm just being a cyclone right now and thinking worst case scenario what happens if we make it into the big 12 championship game and then we get it no i think we already had it for the louisiana game what so where the hell have is you that been? a theory no it's a thing what are you talking about 
excuse me while I take a bite of Stroopwafel. Because <laughs> I don't know anything about this. I don't know specifics of who, but we had it. I don't know how bad it was, but we had They it. were lying to me? No, no one was lying. I think it was like over the summer. But I feel like there should be some transparency here. I don't know. They've been transparent every week since. They've been transparent, except for the one time that they weren't transparent about having... No, I mean, it, I, what I'm saying is I'm pretty sure it happened, like, pre-Louisiana, but it affected who could And that's why everybody who, was tired? And ju- not, or just not used to, pre- you know, like, mm. being comfortable with where they were. Okay, well, that doesn't make me feel any better. It should. <laughs> right? Because that kind of blows up your theory of when we make it when we make it to the big 12 title game we'll be we'll, we'll have the antibodies we'll you think good. everybody had it no you think Brees had it i don't know i hope i hope not somebody better I- wrap him in <laughs> bubble wrap Brees, listen i will send you a couple masks i have two shields that you can have just stay at your house stay at your apartment wherever you live we can share some of the chocolate with you so you Listen, never have to leave. I will Uber Eats you whatever you want to eat, please. I will give them all the credit in the world, though, because since that first game, I mean, our numbers have been consistently low in terms of athletes. Even when the rest of the world, the rest of the United States has really gone bananas. Right. And, and see, that's I know what I'm that's, saying. I know why. I understand why that's making you nervous. It's like we're just doing so well. And I'm just I'm just bracing for the kick in the ovaries is You're what I'm bracing. bracing. I'm You're bracing, bracing <laughs> for the kick in the ovaries. I'm just afraid, okay? I don't want my little heart to get hurt. I understand. I, um... Okay, you want to you listen to one of the K State podcasts because this is your thing now. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, it's always been my thing. <laughs> well, but it's become like your little gig on the pod. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you said they didn't have some. They had some rough okay, things yeah. to say about. So I listened to this, <laughs> this podcast, and it was like the official fan. I don't know. It was like us, but for so K-State. not as cool, but for K State, right? And so I was like listening to what they had to say. And then it just it just become very clear that they don't really like us that much and that they think that we're overhyped and stuff. And it was just kind of like, ISU's not all that. So here are some, some things that they said. I'm not sold on ISU, but I like Brees Hall. Okay. Duh. Right? Um, about Matt Campbell, they said, I think he's above average. Like, and it was said in just like a mm, slightly above average um how long does he stay what level does he get the program to okay if you're gonna say he's slightly above average and then transition right into, okay uh he said and then they said that the enthusiasm there is from the fans and thank you basically implied that all the the coaching staff is good for is like getting excitement levels up like they're glorified cheerleaders um, the coaching staff has energy. He's not ready for the next huge jump. People think he is, but he's done a nice job. Um, and then they said, so this is the part that really made me laugh. Like they sounded really salty saying this. So they said, you know, he's getting eight wins. And at Iowa State, eight wins is like getting the Heisman. All right. <laughs> and they said, like, I mean, maybe if he gets another job, he's going to be expected to get more than eight wins. And, like, right now he can just be comfortable at a place where eight wins is, like, winning the Heisman. <laughs> and then they said, I don't think he's as good as some people perceive him to be. This is all about coach. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Haters. Haters gonna hate. hate. <laughs> so, needless to say, um, 
Does this fire you up? I'm fired <laughs> up and ready to go. Also, I just, K-State is always one of those games that's never, I mean, it's never easy. I don't know why. Right. They're just it's always fundamentally sound. So I hope we go in and kick their ass. That just like, I couldn't even listen to the whole thing because I was just like, you guys are so salty. And they were talking about like, well, they were mad that we got Brees Hall and well, like our coaching staff really didn't have the opportunity because they were new and blah, blah, blah. And like, they basically came and stole him from our backyard. And (sighs) then they were just kind of like every player that we got, we stole, like stole Charlie Kolar, like they stole this person, stole that person. What does it matter? We got them. Right. All right. Well, so we were a little I hope, thieves. I hope they listen to this podcast and I hope they hear we're salty. No, back I probably don't like women. <laughs> I just got that vibe, you know, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm um, sure they're pleasant people. I had a stroop waffle while you were doing that. Son of a. Sorry. I'm ahead of you. Okay. Does do you know what a did you know what a nope. strip waffle? Okay, I'm gonna read the description. I knew what it was just because I've had it before. But according to uh, the chocolatiers, it's a center. The center part of the cookie is made in the Netherlands, and then the Van Veen family makes them better by sla- slathering is the word slathering them in chocolate. They send the whole middle <laughs> thing from the Netherlands. Apparently. Well, damn, it's good. Thanks, guys. I um I don't know where I learned this or the if this is what you're supposed to do, but apparently if you like let them sit over a cup of coffee and they this is the non-chocolate ones, just like the cookie in the middle, and it kind of gets soft, and then you eat it with your coffee. Hmm. Can you see that? Can you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's kind of like caramel in there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hmm. All right, should we get to the mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, so I sent Elisa this. I compiled the list, so we're just going to go down the list, okay? Are they a little cinnamony? Yeah. Hmm. So you can see how it would go with coffee. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All right, the first one's from Brittany at FitBrit24. She said, what's the story reason or the reason behind your podcast name? Okay, I don't exactly remember how we got to the name, but here is... I remember this was my rationale. So Title IX, of course, is the federal civil rights law. Um, that was passed in, I think, 1972 as part of the Education Amendments Act or something like that. But basically, it states that um, you can't, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in um, or discriminated under any education program or activity that's receiving federal benefits. So that means for sports purposes, um, any time that a woman or a man has an opportunity, a woman has to be given an equitable opportunity. For scholarships, same thing, and you know other benefits like equipment, scheduling of games, travel, coaching, locker rooms, all that. It doesn't necessarily mean you know like one to one, but it just has to be an equitable opportunity. So at the time when Chris asked us to do this, I remember thinking tongue in cheek, oh, you need a couple more women on the staff, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's how we got there, right? Yeah, I think so. He So when I talked to Chris about when we were first going to start this, um, I was talking to him about a podcast that I wanted to start. It yeah. was all about like, you know, women actually like to talk about sports and they don't just like to talk about women's sports, they like to talk about all sports. And you know, um, we shouldn't be left out of the conversation because we have a lot to say, basically. Um, and I'm just going to elbow my way <laughs> in there. And that's kind of what I did is elbowed my way in there. And he said, OK, well, I have another like female that wants to like do a podcast. And I think that I'd like to get you guys together, whatever. And I was like, oh, 
sweet. <laughs> then we met and we were BFFs. Literally, like from the first day. I know. <laughs> like, you gave me a hug the first time we met, and I was like, we're going to be friends forever. <laughs> but I remember we had some other names that we floated back and forth, but I, I tried to figure out where we were messaging and I couldn't find it. Was it on no, Facebook? No, I, I remember writing it down, and we were over in Scenic Route Bakery. That's right. And I think, I remember I had written it down and we came together for lunch, and I think I pitched it to you. You think you pitched title on me? Yeah. That's not true. I no, pitched yeah. it to you. No, I definitely pitched it <laughs> no, to you. you did not. I absolutely did pitch it to <laughs> no, you. you yes, I did. Because I was thinking about that po- that name for my podcast. <laughs> no, you did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. Oh, maybe we won't be maybe this is the end of We're our We're no longer best friends. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Yeah, well, you tried real hard, didn't you? And you couldn't find it, could you? I could have sworn it was on Twitter. Oh, the reason you couldn't find it. Oh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And I'm probably going to lose and eat crow. And it's going to be terrible. It was in a... I had it written in a... um, in a notebook and I'm sure I threw that notebook away when I lost my job (laughs) Steph four months ago you're an asshole Lisa (laughs) (laughs) all right well the point is this is going to be a point of contention for the rest of our lives for sure we better eat some more chocolate (laughs) but we what whoever had the idea first it was me uh we we guys who comes up with the best ideas? Slide Elisa, into our DMs. Elisa is our idea woman, so there's that. <laughs> but the point is, we both had the same, it was the same idea, just a little bit in jest. All right, next one is from a man named Todd Blythe. You may have heard of him, at Todd underscore Blythe. <laughs> he asks, what is Jared's role on the podcast? You need to take a picture of Jared right now. <laughs> it says, I get strong, bored babysitter vibes. Is he just there so you guys don't break stuff? You guys, I wish you could see Jared right now, and I hope Elisa posts this picture. He does not he want to be like here. He like a bored babysitter. He wants nothing to do with us. He wants to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and I might break something just for the sake of breaking something. <laughs> Jared, would you care to address? It's okay. Okay. <sighs> He's definitely not going to tell us we're funny this week. <laughs> we we reached our compliment quota yeah. in the first 15 minutes of last week's podcast for the entire year. All right. Todd also wants to know if someone were always curious about becoming a NASCAR fan but unsure how to get started, how would this someone begin and who should they root for and why? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> he said, 6'4", 230 pounds. Ding! That's literally, literally everyone who yes. calls Dan Patrick show. Well, give me a break. You're not six four. Um, Todd might be six four. Todd might be. Let's I, look it up. Look it up while I talk. Okay. Okay. The, I joke about this, but the truth is, I just started watching NASCAR for the first time in May when all sports were shut down and NASCAR and dirt racing carried on. And I was lucky enough to have Chris and Connor um, to ask stupid questions to. But I think it's just like any other sport. If you're interested in it, just start watching and then Google stuff or find someone who's halfway interested and can be curious with you. And then I started. Once I started to get a like hang of it, I started listening to podcasts. And it's just like every time you watch a football game, you pick up on something that you didn't know before. It's just yeah. like any other sport. And I think that's how I was able to get into it. He's 6'5". Todd? Yeah. And look how cute his wife is. His, I know. She's really cute. I'm Todd, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> you outkicked your coverage, buddy. <laughs> you outkicked your coverage. She's really cute. She is super cute. Okay. All right. Next one is from um, Jeff Wood. And by the way... 
Jeff, if you're listening, I went to law school with your wife, wife Hope, and she is one of the most delightful people in the entire world. So you can tell her I said that. Jeff also had a racing question. He says, I have very little NASCAR knowledge, but have followed IndyCar for 15 years. Um, now that Jimmy Johnson is coming over to be Scott, uh, Scott Dixon's teammate, what should I know about him? Well, since I'm the NASCAR expert in the room, let me tell you, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> what are you eating? Marzipan. Okay, remind me what a marzipan is. It's like like almondy paste. Ground almond and sugar is what it says. It's, it's like the inside of a um, Dutch letter, kind <gasps> of. Mm-hmm. Can I have one after you're done? Dude, they're right there. Oh, they're in the middle. They're in the community pile. There's 11 of them right there. <laughs> Stay away from my one. Oh, I didn't know we had a... I took sorry. one out of there, Steph. All right. She's trying to take everything from me, you guys. Including your Everything name. that I own, she's trying to take from me. From jobless Elisa. My thoughts. <laughs> All right, Jimmy Johnson. My prayers. He was the first and only driver in NASCAR history to win five consecutive championships. He won his seventh championship in 2016, which tied the record uh, with Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt for the most Cup Series championships of all time. He was the only driver up until 2019 to have qualified for the Cup Series playoffs every single year since its inception in 2004, and he holds the record for most consecutive and total playoff appearances at 15. So, guys, he's pretty good. So, Jeff, he's a good driver. Cool. Anything that's not about NASCAR? (laughs) Here's the thing. Connor gave me a couple people to follow about NASCAR, and I genuinely really enjoy following them. And it's not even the stuff that they talk about NASCAR. It's just, like, them as people. Who is it? I'll send them to you. Okay. This marzipan, is that how you say it? Yeah. Oh, man. Right? It makes my teeth tingle. (laughs) In a good way. Like, there's a lot of sugar in there. Hmm. I think it's delightful. Oh, it is delightful. I mean that in the highest... it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. All right, can you read the one, the next one while I'm eating? I suppose. Let me pull it up. I didn't prepare for this podcast today. (laughs) Yes, you did. This... um, Formerly known as the Title Nine Podcast. Yes. It's the one about the Matt Campbell thing. <laughs> I'm making you read it. Oh, yeah. Um, from Posh Clevelander. So this is ISU Coach. Is it at ISU Coach? Yeah. I don't know what his Twitter is, but he's like the guy that dressed up like the coach and like points at his clipboard and has the headset and stuff. Yeah. So it's his mom. And she's delightful. She says, as you work to break down stereotypes, sadly, I can only negate your efforts. <laughs> Consider me your pigtailed twirling correspondent that every week has near creepy cringe facts about how dreamy Matt Campbell is. Would love for you to do. Okay. We give some of our listeners two minutes of slumber party talk about Matt Campbell. Yeah, us cool girls call him MC. MC. Which I love. First of all, um, you'd get along with Steph because she loves that kind of talk. She loves to talk about guys' legs and she likes to talk about. Excuse me? Cute boy. I love Paul Rudd. (laughs) I I made that very clear. You don't don't know whose legs you like? I don't know what you're talking about. We have a circle of trust, Elisa. This is a likely story. That circle was broken when you (laughs) stole my copyrighted Title IX. (laughs) No. I I mean, 
he's not my type I'll say that I'm looking at a picture of him right now he's not my type of Matt we're talking about Matt yeah listen I should I ever meet Matt Campbell someday I don't want to say anything that I would regret on the podcast but I do like his scruff this year okay yeah we'll leave it at that I'd shake his hand real hard like (laughs) good 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 handshake when it comes to Fred Hoiberg like forget it yeah I can't even the man is just the most dreamy human being that ever walked the earth those dimples and just the god dang you know he licks his lips a lot Fred oh no that's not I'm not thinking of Fred what the hell are you talking about <laughs> never mind okay, okay. You, you're still on fred hoiberg even uh, though he went to nebraska no, we're just talking about coaches that we find oh, attractive okay. the other one i had was cliff kingsbury because he looks oh. like uh what's his face yeah what uh the actor. ryan something guys i'm we're not on the same page today i don't know who she's talking what's about what's his name jared yes ryan gosling oh see yeah I was you were half, right, right? Yeah. I almost said Ryan Reynolds, though, no. so I was not half also right. Also an attractive Ryan, but not the same yeah. one. There's my contribution to that. Great. I mean... Don't you think Fred's attractive? Yeah. Okay. Here's what I have to say about, like, what, what she said, though, is that most men's, like, sports things also have a thread of, like, hot women. So we can talk about hot men, too. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It didn't even make me flinch, actually. Right. No, yeah. let's do it. Like, I can talk about sports and also think that Fred Hoiberg is an attractive guy. Right. That's, yeah. Didn't even make me flinch. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you want to go to the next one? <clears throat> What's the next one? It's from Scoots. Connor Ferguson. Oh, Connor. What were the best nachos you've ever eaten? Best nachos Where? I've ever I'm eaten. Sorry. Um, Malo has some seafood nachos. Yum. I've never had those, but they I like go right through you. <laughs> but they're t- they're good going down. I personally think that I make delightful nachos. Do you? Yes. What kind of nachos do you make? Um, it's it's not necessarily even. It's just how I make them. Like I have a method. It's a serious method. Hmm. It doesn't matter if it's like pulled pork or brisket or sausage. I just I have a like very strategic method of how I layer and how long I put things in the broiler and they're oh game the good. broiler the broiler. I do microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest upgrading to the broiler. All right, let's, um, we have a few of these left, but let's take a quick break. Let's get a drink of water. <laughs> or in your case, cab. Oh, yeah. Um, we, of course, are also brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic brand.com look authentic feel authentic be authentic we'll be right back with some more mailbag questions and more chocolate from van beans chocolate okay we're back we had a question from emery songer have you guys uh, ever heard of emery <laughs> never heard of him <laughs> sorry emery we're just <laughs> kidding he, asked he how- probably doesn't listen do you listen to the podcast emery if you do blink twice I don't think that's going to work, Lisa. It'll work. Well, he took time to ask us a question. So I appreciate I assume, that. I assume he does. You know who didn't take time to ask us a question? Jared. Sean Roberts. Hmm. They have a morning show on Saturdays on KXNO. I'm going to remember that. You're right. Thanks, Elisa. Mm-hmm. He just went on my list. <laughs> All right. He asked, how excited should we be about Iowa State women's hoops? And my answer to that is really excited. 
I don't know if you guys had the chance to listen, but if you haven't yet, I'm going to plug it. Um, the, the Legends pod that Chris and Brent did with Coach Fenley is phenomenal. It's a really, really good listen. It's a lot of fun, and he does a nice job of talking about past stuff, past accomplishments, and previewing this year. Guys, top 15 in the AP poll, the highest since 2000, 2001, which was the Angie Welly and Megan Taylor team. And there's so many players on the preseason watch list. There's Ashley Jones and the Cheryl Miller Award watch list. She's on the she was an AP preseason honorable mention All-American. Kristen Scott's on the Lisa Leslie watch list for the second straight year. And they play top-ranked South Carolina at home in just a few weeks on December 6th. It's going to be, assuming we can get the basketball season in, even just part of it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think maybe the coolest part is it's going to, because of the eligibility rules, the carryover rules, there's really no downside to playing a bunch of freshmen or younger players and just seeing how they mesh. And it's like an extra year practice. Because you and I have talked about it. Like, yeah. the women don't have the incentive necessarily to go. I mean, there's some incentive to go pro, but not like the men. Right. So you're going to, there's there's a higher incentive for them to come back and be the same team or similar makeup to the team they are this year. Yeah. Which obviously has a lot of hype. So yeah. I say get really excited. I am probably more excited this year than I ever have been. Because obviously there's a ton of talent. And I just think it's going to be a nice distraction in the really rough winter. So I'm pumped. So Emery, that's my answer. I'm pumped. I'm cautiously <clears throat> optimistic. The, the reason I'm cautiously optimistic is because of all the chatter about possibly still only doing like conference games. Yeah. I, I hope that, I mean, I understand. And Chris is really adamant about this. If you guys listen to him on the radio and just like, why are we doing non-conference? I completely understand. I actually agree with him. But at this point, I just get something in. Right. Just please play. Right. I just want it so bad. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, next question from my good friend, Dan Lorenzen. Uh, he was a good law school friend of mine. He wanted to know, what are your top five female athletes in film? And he was asking about characters. Yes. Know? And I was initially got so pumped about this question. And then I got really depressed because I could think of like three. And then I was like, there's not a lot of female no. athletes portrayed in film. Here's the thing. I don't like movies. I know you don't. So this was real hard for me. Can I tell you mine and see if they overlap? Yeah. Okay. Monica Wright from Love and Basketball was the first that, one I, I thought, thought of that one. I love her. I've watched that movie so many times. And, okay, the best quote in the entire movie is when she's talking to Q, and she says, you jump in some guy's face, talk smack, and you get a pat on your ass. But because I'm a female, I get told to calm down and act like a lady. I'm a ball player, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because, honestly, that applies in so many facets of life. Yeah. She's great. Um, and Dottie Hinson in A League of Their Own. Um, and I had a couple of honorable mentions from that movie, Kit Keller and Marla Hooch. <laughs> Do you, have you seen that one? Nope. You've never seen A League of Their Own? Nope. Alisa, we should change that. That's a genuinely good movie outside of it being a women's sports movie, too. I'm sure it's a good movie. All right. Well, what do you have? Okay. So <laughs> Amanda Bynes. And <laughs> she's the man. Is this the Whippet? Man. Oh, she's the man. Oh, yeah. Okay, she's yeah. the man. Yeah. That was, on, that's, yeah, that was on my list, actually. <laughs> and I didn't know if we were going to call cheerleading. <laughs> Do you have the bring it on? Kristen Dunn? Yes, I had okay. her too. But this is what I'm talking about. And Gabrielle like, Union? Yes. Okay. 
Wasn't her name Isis in that movie? I have no idea. I know. I've never even seen that movie. I was just thinking of... But this is what I'm talking about. I sat yeah. down to figure it out, and I was like, good God, there's two sports movies, and the rest are cheerleading movies. I know. There's a roller derby... Derby. Okay. There's a roller derby... Oh, my God. Derby movie and a gymnastics movie. What about Million Dollar Baby? That was on my list. Okay. Hilary Swank. And then there's one... Um, where I don't even remember her name, but she's a surfer. Blue Crush? Maybe. That's what you're thinking. Maybe. Oh. I can just picture like the front of the Yes, it's Blue Crush. Movie. Okay. And the other one, um, Bend It Like Beckham. But honestly, this is a depressing list. We need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From our good friend Nick Meyer. Um, with Kim Ang being named the GM for the Marlins, do you see women playing a bigger role in baseball? We've seen some female coaches and officials in basketball and football. Do you think this leads to opportunities for women and umpires or and or coaches? Here's the women thing. Women as umpires. I feel <laughs> like like football just very quietly put women in as um, referees. Yeah. Just like very quietly. Um, baseball is kind of quietly just putting women in, in roles. And then the NBA is just like, oh, we can't do it. We can't do it, guys. Guys, look at us. We can't do it. Like, it's it's just, the, it's become this thing where it's like, just do it. Just give like her. Like they're stuck. Yeah. Just give her a, a head coaching position. Like, you're just making it. I don't want to say making it a bigger deal than it is, but like, you're overthinking it. Like, where, why is there so much hesitation? Yeah. Well, for this was a big deal in baseball, um, and actually, to be fair, it's a bigger deal than just baseball. She's the first female, Ang was the first female GM, GM in a major North American men's professional sports league. She's also baseball's first Asian American GM, whether men, male or female. She's 51, so she's young, all mm -hmm. things considered. Um, she's been in baseball forever. She started as an intern with the White Sox at age 21. Um, she became the youngest assistant GM in MLB history, working for Brian Cashman and the Yankees at age 29, which is wild. Um, and she's moved to quite a few places. But before becoming, this is, it kind of goes to your point, Elisa, before being named the GM for the Marlins last week, she'd been interviewed and passed over for at least five open GM positions. That's crazy. And what's maybe frustrating, more frustrating than anything, is everything I read about her, and I read a lot about her because I was really excited about it, was just straight praise had nothing to do with the fact that she was a female, which mm -hmm. it shouldn't. I mean, but it's just that she is genuinely qualified and how big of a deal this really is. And it just sucks because you're like, well, why didn't this happen five or ten years ago? Yeah. But, I mean, it's a big deal. And, by the way, the Marlin COO is a woman, too. So two of their top three, you know, leaders are it's women and Derek Cheater. Yeah. So. Nice. Nice. Um, and I, I also just want to mention, like, Jessica Mendoza yes. this year being, I think it was, like, the first female announcer and on a major network for the MLB playoffs or the World Series or something. I think it was the World Series. But she made history, and I, I don't want to say, like, very quietly did it, but just, like... It just happened. Yeah, and she was good at it, and no one threw a fit, and it was fine, and the world didn't end. I like listening to her a lot, yeah. and then I made the mistake of reading the comments. Oh, yeah, oh. no, never read the comments. Never read I didn't read any of the comments about Aang, but that's because everything I read from professionals in the game think yeah. it's an amazing hire. And I think that also, like, she doesn't shy away from bringing in her softball knowledge to kind of compare Jessica, things. Jessica, you mean? Yeah, yeah, to kind of compare things um, to softball as well, which... I, she shouldn't. It's a, it's a great sport, too. So to answer Nick's question, I'm not sure. I would assume this leads to other opportunities, but I, it's not like... It depends on how she does. 
which which is not fair yeah, yeah. Um, from Haley Nix H Nix um, favorite sports to watch besides football and favorite teams basketball college or pro or both both I'm a call I don't I can't we'll see what happens I know Tyrese. I love the NBA I know you do you and Jared talk about it and I, I just know. zone out Nader just got traded with I Chris saw Paul. that I did see that I think they're going to good spot in Phoenix honestly I would watch baseball over uh, I don't know I, I, college basketball is hard to beat but baseball um and this year of course NASCAR Next one, Jankowski's. Yeah. From Sean and Micah. Sorry, I went, in a, I went down to Phoenix Suns just thinking about, like, honestly. Oh, God, here we go. Okay, well. <laughs> I just think that, like, it's going to free up Devin Booker to be able to do a lot with Chris Paul there. That's exactly what I was thinking. It wasn't. He's not going to have to, like, run the point. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Who are your five favorite Cyclones of all time? Myself. Mm. I'm a and Cyclone. Me. Yep, and you. Um, no. Uh, Stacy Freeze. Yeah. Number one, Angie Welly. Yep. Jake Sullivan. You, yeah. You, yes. I, that was one of the first things you told me about. I know. Love for Jake. Chris Babb. Yep. <laughs> Marcus Pfizer. Oh, that's a good list. I just off the top of my head. Those I, are my favorites. Um, Lindsay Metters, now Lindsay Fenley. Uh, she just, and I was in college at the time when she was playing. Oh my God, you're such, I loved watching her play. And I think what she's doing now is really incredible. Um, Allison Lacey, now Allison Otzelberger, same thing. I just thought she, she's just so, she's so kind off the, the court and she's, you know, just like, you feel like you could just be buddies with her. Yeah. And then she was a beast on the court. And I think that's amazing. And George and Monte and Naz are, I just think they're great ambassadors for Iowa state. It's hard to beat that. I think Agreed. they will, they will always go to bat for Iowa state, whether it's on social media or, <laughs> you know, in any capacity. And I love that. Um, from Julie, our patron of the night, what's your favorite tailgate story and favorite cyclone game or moment? We've talked about this before um, in earlier pods. The Sweet 16 women's basketball um, comeback. They were against in 2009 against Michigan State when Michigan State had the seven point lead with 90 seconds to go was one of mine. The women's basketball upsetting Baylor last year is up there. The Okie State. That's a Friday. good one. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Gosh, was that this year? That was technically this year in March. Yeah. Holy cow. That's really depressing. <laughs> mm. Do you have any you want to add? I mean, I'm going to go way back to like Seneca Wallace. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. There's some Troy Davis moments. It's just hard for me. I didn't grow up a Cyclone fan. Yeah. So those aren't. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to skip a couple of these. I remember. Go ahead. I just remember like watching eating? Mark. Um, right. Are you back to the orange yeah. <laughs> I just remember like watching Marcus Pfizer play too, and he was just a really electric player, and honestly, like a player that I felt like I hadn't seen ISU had had before. So I I remember sitting in my grandparents' living room watching their tiny box TV, watching games, watching him play, getting excited with them. Like I'd sit on the floor and they were in their recliners, you know. I just remember like I just have really fond memories of watching him play and feeling like he was really somebody special for so Iowa State. So you have nostalgic State. memories yeah. about it. Those are the best kind. Yeah. So I guess it's not one single moment, but I'm going to skip down to um, Stacy's question. It'll kind of be our last question of the night. Okay. How do you handle <laughs> mansplaining? 
she says i'm not good at it it escalates quickly <laughs> and i just laughed i don't know people get men get very offended when you when you call say, them out call them out for mansplaining so i think that honestly like it, it depends on who it is because sometimes you do just have to be like dude thank you for mansplaining that to me um, but other times you have to be like hey that's exactly what I just said. And do you understand how you saying it after I'm saying it makes it seem like you don't think that what I said was valid? Like, you kind of have to, like... Read the room? Yeah, and you have to tell them how it makes you feel. That's what my therapist says. I also saw a post. It was funny. I saw this post today, and I was like, I'm going to... This is what I'm going to say. Learning how to be calm when you're disrespected is a superpower. Yes. And But once you master it, oh, God, it's effective. <laughs> and also, it depends who else is in the room, you know? Because well, right, you don't want to, uh, like... You don't want to embarrass someone, Yes, them. exactly. Because that's almost... You're doing to them what, what they've done to exactly. you. So... You have to be careful, but also you don't really have to consider like fragile masculinity that much, to be honest, because sometimes they just have to get over it. I agree with you. If we have to get over it, they can get over they it. They can. All right. Um, okay. Just to wrap this up, we've had our toffees. We've had our waffles, We've had our orange peels. We've had our... <laughs> I'm so full. <laughs> You're going to eat. We, we have not had Elisa's Tums yet, but those are coming. They're coming. So Do you again... want the white one or the yellow one? <laughs> The dark one or the they milk were just, one? They were just floating free in my pocket, so <laughs> maybe you don't really want them. So, guys, remember, we're trying to sm- support a small cyclone business. Check out vanveenchocolates.com. Again, place your orders by December 10th for Christmas delivery. Use promo code CYCLONES for the 7% discount and subscribe to uh, be a patron to get a 15% discount for orders over $28. Check them out on social media, too. We've been retweeting them on mm-hmm. Twitter. And send us pictures of what you get, too. Yes, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. This was all genuinely really good. It was. It was a lot of fun. We didn't take very many pictures. No, we'll take a we'll couple. We'll have to stage some. Wait, yeah, where's we'll my phone? Oh, there it we'll is. S- we'll do a couple more when we get off the airways. I thought about bringing my ring light, guys, but Steph was like, oh, I thought you were joking. And I was like, oh, gosh, she doesn't want it. I thought you were joking. But I'll take a picture of myself with all of it with the ring light later. Please do. Um, this is supermodel um, status. That's right. It's our. This is our pre-Thanksgiving. So I just wanted to tell you. I'm thankful for you. We're not going to have another one before Thanksgiving? I don't think so. Right? Isn't it next week? I don't know. Girl, probably. I think it is. Yeah. Friday was the 13th. Last year we did this. We all choked up and... I know. Now it's just like, whatever, you're fine. No, it's not that. It's just that... (laughs) I've expressed my love for you enough. <laughs> and now I just tell you every day. It's true. Tell people that you love them. No, for real. Give people their uh, flowers while they're still alive. Is send that them, how it is? No, it's send them their chocolates while they're still alive. Oh, See what I did there? Call. I genuinely mean this, though. I've, if there was ever a time to take the extra step or, you know, go the extra mile, do it. Be kind to strangers. Be kind to the people you love. You never know what someone's going through. Definitely. Shop local. Yes, shop local. Absolutely. All right. Anything else? No, I just rested my nose on the um, <laughs> microphone, and now I feel like I need to get some Clorox wipes. Sorry. Sorry, fart, or whoever comes in <laughs> after us. All right. Hopefully, when we come back in a couple of weeks um, with Matt, definitely Matt. I don't know if Marja's coming or not, but we'll have some more chocolate to talk about. But hopefully, we will have beaten K-State after they mm-hmm. talked bad about our head coach, Matt Campbell. And maybe Jared will have some things to say next time. I don't know. Our babysitter. <laughs> Are we paying him? 
what, like five bucks an hour? <laughs> That's what <laughs> I got paid. Rate? That's what I got paid when I was a babysitter. <laughs> All right, go Cyclones. Go Steak. <laughs>